0: welcome to the bad and bitchy podcast i'm aaron
1: i'm bailey and i'm erica
0: and guys i'm so excited we're back together i am i
1: know i am i'm totally stoked uh my heart feels complete it's true. And I feel like it's funny that we like just hung out for an hour before we even started recording. <laughs> we just missed each other. We were know. just like visiting. We had a lot to catch up on. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, a lot has did. happened. We
0: did. Um so, what's been going on with you guys? Um nothing, apparently. Apparently. It's been a few weeks and nothing has changed.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pass. Yeah, I I'm, like I'm drawing a blank. We're gonna we're gonna catch up with you, I think, in the discussion yeah. this week anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I've been uh, on vacation. I went to the cottage, and that was fun. And that's really all. I like went to the woods for a week. Yeah, you were uh, quite relaxed on uh, Instagram there. I was. I was really relaxed. I took a lot of like boomerang bikini shots. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think everyone should see me in my bikini. Everybody.
2: I've seen it. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh and the weather wasn't even that good. So mostly the photos were just like me in my bedroom at the cottage wearing bikinis and then like having naps.
0: <laughs> I, I did like the one where you posted where you're like, so it's 8 30, I've cleaned the cottage and no one else is awake. Oh my god,
1: that was brutal. Yeah. Hashtag sober life. The only sober person at the cottage, besides my two cousins who were like eight and ten. And even <laughs> they slept until like nine thirty. And when they woke up, I was like, hey guys, so what do you want to do? Do you wanna like go for like a scavenger hunt? Or or do you want to, like, you know, like, we could hang out. We could go to the dock. We could go feed the ducks. And they were like, we just want to eat breakfast. And she was like, <laughs> I've like, already done that. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> do you want me to make you cereal? I could totally make you cereal. They were just like, we know how to make cereal. So the
0: thing that you've had, like, eight cups of coffee, and you're like, I don't yeah. drink coffee.
1: <laughs> exactly. I have three Diet Cokes by the time they woke up. <laughs> warm Diet Cokes. Warm Diet yes. Cokes. Warm I Diet Cokes. I forgot Cokes. about the Warm Diet Cokes. Exactly. Exactly. What about <laughs> okay. you, Aaron? Um,
0: so I went back to, uh, Vancouver to visit my family and to go to a wedding.
1: Yeah. You went to two weddings. Yeah. And then,
0: um, we were there for 10 days and then we went to Halifax. Uh, my partner, his sister was getting married. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. There's nothing more depressing than flying like seven hours and staying in the same country.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, that's true. It's and vast. like <laughs> our flight,
0: we left at like 8 a.m. We g- arrived in Halifax at like 7 p.m. Oh, 7:30 even. It was so long. Did you feel like you flew to Australia?
1: <laughs> you were like I mean I I feel f- like I've lost a day.
0: Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have flown to New Zealand, um and it's a weird feeling cuz you're just like I don't know what
1: day is it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh so my friends got married um in BC. It was the most woke
2: wedding I've ever been to.
0: Really? Yeah. A
2: woke wedding? How is how is it a woke wedding? So,
0: she was Chinese and he um is from ireland and so they like started... with an accent yeah oh
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry honestly that just came out <laughs> shout out to the irish
1: <laughs> you know what i'm glad it was woke because i feel like it could not gone like horribly irish so drunken saint patrick's the, day style
0: uh they had it in squamish just outside whistler nice. mm-hmm. and they started the ceremony off with acknowledging the unceded squamish territory oh right on. oh wow um and then they their vows they did the same vows they, they wrote them themselves but uh it was the story of them individually growing up through their families and their elders and respecting their elders Aww. and their cultures oh, and then coming together and growing together um and their vows talked about respect and equality. And and then they were um, announced as partners in life. Nice. Um, and all of the really kind of touching comments and words from family um, were done in both Cantonese and Gaelic.
3: Wow. Mm. Yeah, it was
0: really cool. That is cool. It was really cool. So shout out to Miranda and Guy. Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, uh, it was really interesting to see and interesting to see how personal people can make their weddings instead that's, of just you know
1: yeah that's nice to hear in the age of like the knot and, and the like,
0: Instagram and the Pinterest exactly yeah
1: exactly yeah. I think yeah people,
2: authenticity yeah. always always kills everything yeah, else. yeah. in
1: the, like in the search for a rustic barn chic wedding we forget that you're actually committing your life to another episode. <laughs> yeah instead you know, of like, like how many likes <laughs> is this gonna get on Instagram it's like yeah. the
2: wedding and the marriage are two different things yeah, yep.
1: like, yeah exactly yeah cool yeah uh, well
0: Erica do you have anything you wanna say since you've you've been in Ottawa the whole time I have
2: um what have I been doing in Ottawa have I been making myself a nuisance your parents came to visit didn't they yes they did has it been that long since we've recorded i think so wow okay so my parents came to visit shout out to mom and dad and (laughs) so um took them around did the whole thing and they were (laughs) they were like why does it feel like guyana in here (laughs) 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 it's like i said i told you you bring cool clothes they're they're visit they were visiting from calgary and you know calgary is cooler and drier in the summer and so I'm like, I had to turn to them and I'm like, who are you? What happened to you? You used to be a West Indian. Ooh. Yeah. But now they're like Calgarian. Yeah. And I was just like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So were they just
1: hot? They were just hot the whole
2: time. They they were hot. They were sticky and they were like complaining about it like West Indians complain. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. My parents together should have their own like comedy show. I swear to God. Like the old married couple who are like so comfortable and they respect one another, right? So they'll say anything. Yeah. It's hilarious. I'm like, this is this is actually like and it the 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 good thing for me was that when my mom came to visit before I was going through the shock of transition. Yeah. It was just a really hard time for me. Yeah. And it was really, really nice that she automatically got to see the opposite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was that that's what was like. And then my dad came. It was and it was during the time that that our story broke. Oh yeah, And so they got to see me do my thing. Oh, that's great. And my mom said to me, she's like, you know, I really didn't know what you were talking about when you were telling us these things. <laughs> but I had to believe that you know what you're talking about. So we just supported you because we figured you know what you were yeah. talking about. And I thought that was a really, really good lesson. Yeah. About how, you know, you don't have to necessarily buy into anything mm-hmm. to support everything about yep. something to support it because sometimes you just support the people who are doing it. Yeah. So there, that's the lesson I got. See, I, I eked out a story. <laughs> right on. Right. And I've been kind of stalking Aaron on on Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm like you too actually.
0: Well. Why? Be, like, i need more any more information it's
2: because like i only like look at like the first five or something stories yeah they get and, long and yeah. they get long and you guys like know to cut that shit off okay
1: well you only need to see me in a bikini for three seconds and, and that's and good a, enough
2: yeah yeah a nice boomerang too i saw that and, and then aaron with her eyebrows she'll be like doing this eyebrow thing oh yeah and down. I
0: love an eyebrow or a face boomerang where right? I'm making
2: dumb faces. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for knowing when to cut that shit off because I don't need a 14-part Instagram story. Oh, my God. No. Nobody does. Okay. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, so this week was maybe the apocalypse coming. I yeah. saw a locust the other day. Like, I legit saw a locust. <laughs> and I was like, oh, where are the four, hor- four horsemen? Like oh, This wow. is, like, literally, like, I'm ready. <laughs> Take the me. kingdom cometh. And all of a sudden, it was a swarm. Like, yeah, like I'm waiting for a plague of frogs. I'm not even kidding.
0: <laughs> um, side note: We watched Planet Earth two, and they <laughs> there is a scene where they do this giant, the biggest like locust storm oh. swarm ever. It's like billions, oh and God. it was so gross. Yeah. It yeah, was awful.
1: I really want to see Planet Earth two. Just also.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this week was the apocalypse um, or this. Yeah. Close to it. Yeah. Um, So this week in feminism for this episode, which actually is going to be split into two. So make sure you turn in next week. Yeah. um, For the rent and receipts and the misogynist of the two
1: weeks. Yeah. He can. Misogynist of the episode. (laughs) Misogynist of the world. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So
0: we're going to go this week in race. Um, there's a a common thread through a lot of our stories here, um, about race. And then we do kind of go back to the, the Canadian feminism angle at the end. Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: Um, I think we're going to start off with the the Democratic Party in
1: America. (laughs) Yeah, I like forgot about the Democratic Party. When I saw this, I was like, oh, that's a good idea because I don't even know what's happening with the Democratic Party.
2: They're being very forgettable right now. They are
1: like, wh- where is Well, I mean, it's it's
0: hard to stay relevant right now, just because the news cycle moves so fast, and everything else is just so alarming that that the news of the Democratic Party can get lost.
1: Yeah, that's true. They need they they need a much stronger voice. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, they have strong voices. They just don't rally behind them. Right. that's the thing the democratic uh, this is my problem with the democratic party and this is why I'm like I'm like uh, they when things are going well for them they're all diverse they're diversity this diversity that Mm. we love all people blah 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 any time that is challenged just a little bit they run right back to white supremacy Mm. and I'm just like so people so when people like You know, who say, well, we're on your side. I'm just like, "Mm, maybe. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We'll have to see the actions and and assess the situation. But I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I usurped that. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. So it's kind of that's kind of like leads into what the what we're going to be talking about is generally just what's the deal with the Democrats right now? Um, The. Uh, Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the DCCC chair, uh, Representative Ben Ray Luan from New Mexico, um, he said that the Democratic Party will not withhold financial support from candidates who oppose abortion. And this set off a firestorm on the Internet because there's a lot of belief that if you are a part of the Democratic Party, you should, as a fundamental basic right support abortion.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: say that again. The Democratic Party is not going to withhold financial campaign support uh-huh. to uh to candidates who oppose abortion, so who are pro-life.
2: Oh uh wh- oh <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see Erica's face. I was <laughs> just like when we live stream that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Well like yeah we a whole um, new level. <laughs> and obviously
0: groups like Planned Parenthood, um you know, are very much opposed to this because you know we we generally think that if you're progressive, if you're a liberal, then you support abortion mm-hmm. or you're or pro-choice. Um, whereas, you know, I heard on a podcast that the head of NARAL, um, the pro-pro-choice uh, America, um, took a different stance. It was a little a little more tolerant than just kind of getting upset and being like, no, like, this is an affront to feminism. This mm-hmm. is an affront to women's rights. Um, and it was more about, you know, I think something we've previously talked about is being personally opposed to abortion, mm-hmm. but understanding that as a policy, being pro-choice or pro-abortion mm-hmm. is the more is the better way to be. It's the yeah. Joe
2: Biden approach. Yeah. C- because <clears throat> I think I believe Joe Biden is um, personally um, pro-life, pro-life. Um, but he knows that he cannot impose his beliefs on on others, yeah. particularly on women, particularly on women. And the other thing, too, is that um, there is a difference between public policy and personal beliefs. Yeah. And it, that used to be understood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is why we separated church and state I, well, <laughs> We well, thought we did
1: <laughs> To me, this is kind of like an interesting Like, I feel like if they were like Yeah, we are going to withhold funding uh, Because you have to be pro-life To me, that almost feels like a Republican way of dealing yes. with things Where it's like you have to do this Or else you're not part of the party But on the other hand, to me, it seems also like As Democrats, are they just like yeah, you know what? Just, okay, fine. Good enough. You're, yeah. Close yeah. enough. Come on they, in. Exactly. Like, did, like, exactly. They're grasping for people. Yeah. That they, they're just like, okay, you don't really uphold the values of the party, but whatever. Yeah. We're open. <laughs> you know? Like, I can see it going either way.
2: And then they, they want to tell you that you're intolerant if you don't um, tolerate those who are intolerant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, mm, you can miss me with that. I'm good. But yeah. then there's
0: also the argument that, like, if you... If the Democratic Party continues being so staunchly pro choice that they're just becoming a one one issue party and therefore alienating a large part of the voting population. But
2: they're not a one issue party. Mm. How could they be a one issue party? But that's
0: like that's what they're they're viewed like that.
1: I like I feel like in Canada and in the US, the fact that the abortion debate is still so heated is just like silly. Like talk about it in your churches, talk about it with your youth groups, talk whatever, whatever. But like when it comes to public policy and public health care, there is only one right, healthy, appropriate way for, you know, democratic countries to be.
2: The other thing, too, is that even if you're not for abortion, let's let's be real about what happens when a woman who is pregnant, who cannot, I guess, um, care for a baby Mm -hmm. and desperately wants to get rid of that baby. Yeah. Like, women will jump out of, like, wi- like, I remember stories about women jumping out of windows yeah, to mm-hmm. get rid of babies. Exactly. Because they couldn't be pregnant.
1: Well, and that's why they need policies that are, like, those, um, the policies where you can, like, drop your infant off at, a, like, at a hospital or a right. police station or a fire station and walk out with no questions asked. Yeah. Like, I agree that's with what that. happens when, yeah, I agree with them, too. But it's, like, if, if you give women safe access to abortion, we don't have to usually get that far. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: Unless, of course, you and birth control or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like you know, even sex education. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, and that's the whole thing <laughs> the is that book, like <laughs> the book of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's m- my big issue with being like pro-choice. That's branded very much as pro-abortion. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way it is. It's just being able to have the dis. The decisions laid in front of you to make the most educated decision for your yourself personally. Yeah,
1: and recognizing women and other genders who want to get abortions as owners of their own bodies. Yeah, yeah. isn't
0: that personal liberty?
1: Yeah, like funny. Like, you know who's actually right on this? Yeah.
0: Tommy Lauren. <laughs> Did
2: she, it, yeah, She's, she's pro-abortion.
0: Well, she's a libertarian but pro-abortion.
1: Well, good for Tommy.
2: I don't think libertarians are are social conservatives for the most part. A lot of them are in at least in Congress. Oh,
0: uh, I don't know about like voting population. Oh, well, and this that's is a good this point. is why
2: she was fired from the Blaze. Right, right, because she was she was yeah. pro-abortion mm-hmm. but
0: conservative. Mm-hmm.
2: So, like in other you, words, people yeah. can be more than one thing at the same. People level. contain yeah. multitudes.
0: Yeah. There
1: you go. Nuanced. Thank you. you.
2: Know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's, I guess, in the wake of Charlottesville is. Um, the Democratic Party is kind of struggling.
2: They're struggling, all right. <laughs> within
0: themselves and fighting within the party on, well, I mean, race issues.
2: Yeah. The Democratic Party is one big struggle plate. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they are. It's like when, you know, you know, struggle plates when when you're just struggling to put together a nice meal. Yeah. And you're trying to like, I don't know, sew a wing to a pork chop or something. <laughs>
1: You're just like I got some chickpeas. I got some chickpeas. I'm I, struggling. I I I'm
0: grasping.
2: <laughs> got <laughs> some sort of like ratchet bento box, and then you get all salt bay, and you're like seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sorry. I spent a lot of time with a comic recently, <laughs> who knows who he is. And, oh, I know and, salt bay, <laughs> and I'm just like now. I'm just full of apparently laughs. So you're full of quips. <laughs> Well, for Charlottesville, that's who knew how yeah. I was gonna roll in. I don't right, know, right, right, right. But yeah, it's like it's like they're one big struggle play. It's like they're like, oh, I don't have, um, I don't have cilantro, so I'll use which um- is disgusting. <laughs> what? What? so okay i'll use another (laughs) but you get what i'm saying yeah yeah you know yeah i'll just pull a little from here and you're like but it's not the same thing actually it is what we're opposed to and they're like ah we're here for votes (laughs) yeah 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 because that's what they look like they look pathetic
1: well and i i really i can't think of any really outspoken democratic statements on charlottesville
2: you the, know who's outspoken in the, news, in the Democratic like Party? I can't think of. Black women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only ones. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Because um, I'm. I haven't. I haven't heard. I haven't really been paying attention to politicians' response except for one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no, a few mm-hmm. in Canada because mm-hmm. I know Andrew Scheer was late to the party too, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people were actually asking, "Gee, Andy, <laughs> what's going on?" <laughs> yeah. 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 So. It's obvious to me that that party has a race issue. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. But anyway, back to the Democrats and their race issue. Yeah. Everybody's got a race issue.
0: So my question is, are identity politics like helping or hindering the Democratic Party? Because you have all of these Obama and Trump voters who are kind of in the middle, but because... Democrats and progressives or liberals and progressives, I suppose, um, are saying things like, oh, well, if you don't say anything, you are therefore a racist. Or if you do X, Y, Z, you are a racist.
2: Well, there's going to be a lot of like that. There's going to be a lot of um, you're either with us or with the terrorists. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of attitude. Yeah. I'm not surprised.
0: So is it is it something that's serving them in continuing to really advocate for and like where does where do they what do they do and try to get because they need those voters to come back and but they're still trying they're being too divisive like they're simultaneously being inclusive to all genders races and everything but they're alienating a lot of
2: voters well who's that they need to figure out who the hell their tribe is all politics is identity politics when is politics not about identity Mm -hmm. Yeah because you're trying to you're trying to get the largest tribe to vote mm-hmm. for you. That's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> politics is not a feel good profession. It's a profession where or not even a profession. Maybe it's even a vocation. I don't know. But the point is is that is that if you don't have identity or if it, it, like when is identity not never a part of politics? Yeah.
1: And I think when we're talking about the people that they're alienating um, with these like, you know, if, if you're if you're not like, you know, this way, then you're a gangsta or whatever. I think when you talk about race, especially the people that they're alienating are white people who want to be woke and think of themselves as woke. But when they really examine their like internal biases or whatever, they're they do have racial bias because we all grew up in the same place and that was a racist place so like instead of being offended when you're called out for those sort of things like like that happens to me like I'm I I grew up as a white person in a racist society like I have racial biases Mm -hmm. but when I'm challenged on them rather than being like okay well fine if you're gonna call me a racist I'll just go join the conservatives then where I'm welcome I'm like oh shit I'll think about that. (laughs) I've made a mistake. And I think, like, the reaction to Tina Fey and the sheet caking thing, to me, was a really obvious example of a white person who was well-meaning, but, like, fucked it up, you know? And, like, if she wants to make this a learning opportunity, like, I don't think she should march over to the Republican Party. (laughs) I think she should listen to the feedback and the criticism about her sheet caking. Yeah. You know?
0: Uh, One of the podcasts I listen to regularly uh, with friends like these – Uh, They do a lot of difficult conversations and she always talks about how when you're trying to have a conversation with someone you disagree with, you start from a a place where you share common values and you Mm. start from that shared space and then try to have empathy for what they're talking about Mm -hmm. and try to understand Mm -hmm. and then not even necessarily reason, but try to still continue getting common ground as the conversation progresses so that people aren't getting defensive, they're not getting their backs up they're not Mm -hmm. taking you know feeling like you're being attacked you're attacking them
1: Mm -hmm. yeah exactly well and i when i watched the vice news like special hbo episode of the charlottesville like thing or whatever i saw the white woman reporter i can't remember who they said ellie reeve yeah something like that anyway i was like when i was watching it i was like wow she's like taking it easy on this guy like <laughs> I feel like and I mean I think she was probably pretty like physically intimidated in the spaces that she was in it was a, a dangerous place yeah. and I wanted her to like call out more what was happening but on the other hand I was like maybe she's actually like trying to like have a conversation with this man and try to change his viewpoint a little yeah bit. I had a
0: I heard an interview with her um and she I think it was a combination of those things she was when they were in his hotel room and he took out all his guns, she was like, I didn't realize how armed he was. Yeah,
1: like, that would have been really scary.
0: <laughs> yeah. He had, like
1: – like It was, like, six or seven guns yeah. and a knife. Yeah, 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 yeah. So It was intense. But yeah, was an and intense. so, like, I
0: think that when you're in – and because the stakes were so high for them, mm-hmm. I think you kind of just got to – you know Whoa, the read read the bit. situation
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and i think if maybe it had been like a sit down interview one on one the whole time it might have been different
1: yeah but back to like identity politics on the left i do think that you know one of the reasons why if you go to like you know a Hillsong United Christian band concert or like you know like just for example or like a christian summer camp (laughs) i kind of like hillsong i'm not gonna lie um anyway when you go to the like because the right is just so unequivocally one way it's really easy to be part of that yeah and it's really easy to throw money at it and like everyone just works themselves into a frenzy because they're excited and like everyone's on the same page whereas when you go to something from the left there's like we're always trying to talk about nuance and like it is a minefield, like you're you're bound to offend somebody at some point if you're really trying the work, like if you're mm-hmm. really doing the work. So it's like it doesn't you don't get worked up into these like excited frenzies of everyone together as one because we're not. We're t- talking about different issues for a broader and better world. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. it does make <laughs> sense,
0: and I think it's a good point. um. And I just wonder how liberals, progressives, Democrats, whatever you want to call them, try to grapple with that as mm-hmm. they try to communicate that going forward, going into 2018, going into 2020.
1: Totally. Going yeah. into
0: our election in 2019.
1: Yeah, because I think that for Charlottesville, there has been a lot of, like, a call for white people to do this work, like white voices to call out other wrong yep. white voices Absolutely. and do the work. Because, so, like... People of color have been doing this for a really fucking long time. Yep. You know? We've been trying to
2: tell the, like, we've been trying to tell you. I, <laughs> I know. I know. We, we're kind of like, um, welcome to, like, 18. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I I just, for me, I, I kind of, I, when you do the work as a person of color, you're automatically going to be a target. And then when yeah. you become a target, it's kind of like, okay, well, that's kind of what you get for doing the work. But um, it's just so – we do the work because we have to. Yeah, because yeah. we live it every day. Because yeah. we live it every day. And I think that people need to understand that if they want to build – this world, the, this idealistic world, whatever, whatever world they want to build of equality and so on, it takes sacrifice, it yeah. takes work. Yeah. And that's the thing people of privilege don't want to sacrifice anything. And that's fair, but at the same time, I mean, and that's why you never really act until the consequences are dire enough for you. Yep. And now that, like, the fact that Charlottesville spooked a lot of white people is almost comical because I'm just like, What did you expect? what what did you think?
1: Yeah. 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 And so
2: for all these white people who are like, that you know, <clears throat> oh, that would never happen. Blah 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 blah. We told you before Trump got elected. Yeah. We told you that Trump would get elected. Yeah. We told you that white supremacy is on the rise. We told you that police brutality is a thing. We told you, we told you, we told you, we told you, we told you. We told you. Now go out and 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 educate yourself, okay? And tell your people yeah, because we're yeah. not doing that work. Yeah, Let's yeah. be honest, and, and like, we can, we can't. Yeah, we cannot do no. that work because the 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 fact of the matter is is that white people will listen to other white people yep. sooner. And this is not this is not just like this is normal. Like it's I'm pretty sure that this like I listen to black people on race more than I would listen to white people on race. like you know what I mean? Yep. So I I don't I'm not saying that there's something. Essentially wrong. I'm just saying that for all these pussy hat wearing ladies who what did what did they think they were gonna just come out, no, drink sudden, some lattes, yeah. and go home? They're like, no, <laughs>
1: bitch. <"Wait, laughs> that's not how you use a tiki torch.
0: <laughs> like, okay, you put them in your backyard and you hang up some twinkly lights and then you Instagram
1: it. Duh, yeah. duh. Don't you have Pinterest? Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. And I think that, like, as a white person, is that like the white people are more likely to say racist stuff to me than they are to say it to, like, Erica. Like, they're going to say... They're going to make race jokes in front of me much more, like, than they're going to make them in front of Erica. And so, like, that's the opportunity for me to call out that really subtle racism, right? Mm -hmm. And as politicians, though... I mean, you get elected by not alienating people. Yeah. And it alienates a lot of fucking white people when you're like, whoa, that joke you just said was like 100% racist, yeah. like hondo P. And they're um, like, wait, no, what?
0: So I, I heard this thing the other day that um, people who are feeling, so I guess white people yeah. who are feeling oppressed um, are the ones who are actually obviously the least oppressed. And that they are the ones who are least affected when systems change. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, Donald Trump becomes president um, and he for white people, nothing changes, very little changes. Yeah. Even when Barack Obama became president, nothing actually changes for them. Yeah. Um, And if you are a white person, if you are a quote-unquote woke white person, if you want to, if you feel badly about what's happened um, in Charlottesville, then you act, the work doesn't come to you. You have to actively go out and make yourself uncomfortable to contribute to that work, to contribute to equality, to contribute to, um, you know, improving the lives of oppressed people. Yeah. And that, people just don't like putting themselves out there in a way that makes them uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think you made a really good point too earlier this week about how like um, when people like white people are like, Oh, like we should just like love each other and just come together. And why does everybody have to argue? And like, (laughs) I'm on vacation. I'm just taking a mental break from this. Like I was at the cottage when all this stuff with Charlottesville started and th- at first I was like, oh, I'm on vacation. Like, I don't know if I want to deal with this. But then I was like, well, holy fuck. Nice for you as a white girl. <laughs> like to be like, ew, like that's negative. I was like, well, Aaron and Erica live with this every single day. Maybe I should say something. <laughs>
2: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, the 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 ability to duck out is um, is itself a privilege. I always laugh at it. I, I do laugh at privileged white people who hate Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this makes me laugh. And I'm just like, you are you are part of that. You are an agent of that oppression. Yeah, like Ivanka's skirt suit nation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm just like, yeah. Rap dress nation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. At the same time, we'll turn around and say, well, you know, those black people who live out there and they stay on the corner all day I don't know about maybe yeah. they're just da, da 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 and then they go into their their functional racism mm-hmm. and then you're just supposed to like go along with it because they said they were against Trump yeah. and I'm just like that's not good enough mm-hmm. Yeah. guess or- what
1: or when they're Get like. Get off your
2: ass and do something.
1: Yeah. Or when they're like, I mean, I don't agree with racist protests, but like, on the other hand, like, why would you answer with violence and anger? Yes.
2: That, <laughs> that's another one. And it's like, well, because
1: we're fucking angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? So
0: there's violence against us. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Like, This, and, and this, 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 this movement towards defining, well, you just don't want violence it just it just never solves anything and i'm just like it gave you a country yeah. <laughs> like come on
1: yeah yeah Or
2: yeah. really did i miss the the independent war the war of independence yeah come on
1: i feel like this is a good time to talk about lauren Duca because yeah. um we're talking about white people doing the work and um like as a white woman i like i talked about it on 1310 news yesterday like and then we kind of got called out on our Instagram being cuz we had we had posted about how white women shouldn't use Charlottesville to make this their brand, but then yesterday I did make a comment about race and I, I think it's like I think it's important to define the difference between white women turning Charlottesville into an opportunity to define their voices online mm-hmm. versus white people doing the work to challenge racism amongst other white people.
0: Yeah, and recognizing that that's a job that you need to you take need on.
1: To Carrie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you want to brief us on Lauren Duca? Yeah,
0: I have a lot to say on Lauren Duka. Um Feelings. For those of you who don't know, she <laughs> is the Teen Vogue columnist who came into notoriety um, because she wrote a column back in November, maybe December, called uh, Trump is Gaslighting America. And since then, she's been continuing to write this column in Teen Vogue called Thigh High Politics. Um I don't like her columns for a number of reasons. Um, but uh she wrote or tweeted something um about how it was really important to real recognize that the white supremacists marching in Charlottesville were not women, they were men. All men. And
1: it's just like now it's not the time yeah and so then
0: <laughs> so then people kind of got on her case a little bit about that and were like this isn't the conversation to be having we should be just talking about white supremacy in general but then also not recognizing the history of the kkk and the role white women or white women supremacist white supremacists play in upholding white supremacy yep. that was a real awkward sentence <laughs> Yeah, like white, there's a lot of whites in there. <laughs> what,
2: what what white women how white women have um been part of uh, I have been the um I uh, I want to use the word water carriers. Complicit? More than complicit. They've been active in sure. in in white supremacy yep. and they mm-hmm. just they just showed us that they would vote for white supremacy over yeah. even their own interests. So I'm just like
0: well there you go yeah Yeah. there you go Um, so then um there was a story in jezebel which i guess was written by a white woman that was about called white woman this is this moment is not about your brand and it actually called out that lauren duke a tweet and Mm -hmm. how um she was kind of being flippant about it and just trying to Promote herself instead of d- just straight up denouncing white supremacy. Yeah, oh, um, that's a actually, good point. She actually, she actually also Lauren Duga actually also got into a little bit of a Twitter engagement with a male writer at GQ, and he tweeted her something. She said something, and then he was like, "Oh, actually, like, you know, women have played a role in white supremacy. Like, mm-hmm. it's really." like, obvious, and she was, like, well, made some snarky comment to him, and he was, like, this isn't about, like, zingers. This is about, like, facts and, you know, supporting these people in what they're experiencing right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: yeah. This isn't a jazzy Twitter roar for, like, the fun and entertainment, like...
0: Yeah, we're not here to make jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, this, this piece on Jezebel was written, and it called out Lauren Duca quite hard, and she screen-capped the story... And the tweet which says, the only people I say, see complaining about this post are white women, which is telling. And then she promoted, she said, oh, like, Jezebel is such a bunch of mean people. And, um, oh, by the way, here's what my column on Charlottesville. Yeah. Oh,
2: my gosh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So she that's, that's
0: inceptioned it so hard. Yeah and continued to not understand what she, what she was being called out for and then continued to promote it herself.
1: And I, I mean, I think what's also problematic about it is that she didn't, she responded to another, another white woman writer and the Jezebel article did center around a, a, a black woman's tweet to Lauren Duca. And to my knowledge, I don't think she ever really did call, like, I don't think she ever did even engage with black women on this. Like, I think she just
2: engaged white woman to white woman. She engaged yeah. with, with Megan Kelly even oh well yeah. I was on a separate issue oh well it kind of just all melded to me I I just you know I have to say this 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 revisionist history that 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 Lauren Duca wants to go and she's not the only one. Oh yeah I I see I see a lot of here we go again white liberal women mm-hmm. okay our friends right yep yeah, yeah, yeah. they wore so, the pink pussy hats they wore the pink pussy hats Yet again, systematically chop our legs from out from under us. Yeah. And that is the material point. And this is why I'm having a problem with feminism in this weekend race <laughs> today. <laughs> but I really am. I'm struggling. And and as a black woman, I I feel as though it's this underhanded sort of way that Lauren Duke is going around promoting her brand simultaneously while somehow she thinks she's wonder woman slaying the 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 trumpets dragon one tweet Mm -hmm. at a time one tweet at a Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. article at a time and she's not humble enough to know that it needs a community to do the work yeah it does it's not gonna it's not gonna turn on one person yeah people like to say mlk blah 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 MLK had a community behind him. Yeah. Okay. Let's not forget that. Did we watch Selma? Yeah. Hello?
1: Well, and those those same liberal white people are the ones that love quoting MLK being like, love and unity is what brings us together. I I love this segue. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, but he said a lot of other stuff too that didn't say like, we just need to love each other. No,
2: in fact, (laughs) he, like MLK called out white moderates in his letter from a Birmingham jail. Mm-hmm. So in so I feel like it was what year? 1963. Thank you. He <laughs> was I'm like it couldn't have been 68. He was, he died in 68. Anyway, <laughs> he was arrested for disobeying a judicial order against parading, demonstrating, boycotting, trespassing and picketing during The Birmingham strikes, right? Mm -hmm. So, he was arrested, and he, under horrible conditions, of course, um, he wrote a letter, and to um, his clergymen, you know. So, and he talks about, I'm going to get the quote. Um, He talks about the about freedom. And basically that what we're not just marching for justice, we march for freedom. Mm -hmm. And there's a freedom to be as is that's fundamental to white society that black people are still struggling for. Mm -hmm. And that's why we talk about the hair that 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 grows out of our head, but it's not white enough so we're sent home from our jobs and Mm -hmm. lose pay, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: right? Mm -hmm. So um, basically, so I'll go back to the MLK. I I found the quote. He said, I must make two honest confessions to you, my Christian and Jewish brothers. First, I must confess that over the past few years, I have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the negro's great stumbling block in his stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the ku klux klanner but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice mm-hmm. who prefers a negative peace which is absent of tension to a positive peace which is present injustice, Mm -hmm. who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods of action, who paternalistically believes he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by a mythical concept (laughs) of time, and who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a more convenient season. I'm doing air quotes. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. And I'm like, hallelujah. Because I <laughs> yeah. feel like this encapsulates the entire country of Canada. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. and that's what's the most frustrating. The most frustrating is the people. Who manage other people who will come on your LinkedIn and tell you that what you're saying is bullshit even yeah. though they have no reason to have that experience mm-hmm. right Canadians want order more than they want justice and that is the problem that is the fundamental flaw of our society and in fact, I don't even I'm not even sure Canadians care about justice, to be honest, yeah, as a as a nation. Uh, peace, order and good governance. Where's yeah. justice in that? Well, they you just know? want
1: like beer and beavers. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. In every
1: sense of the
0: word. And <laughs> <It's, it's> importance.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, like they just want to. Yeah. They just want to like sit in their lawn chairs outside of the Tim Hortons. They and want just, like... to
2: be able to escape. Yeah. And they want to be able to because at the end of the day, we're a bunch of pussies. Mm. We're a country of pussies, and we don't want to. We don't want to be too inconvenienced or too uncomfortable yeah. to to actually get to a, the next level, because you can't get to the next level without sacrifice, hard work, and a goal and a vision. And uh, none of that we as a country have n- has not one of that. whatever <laughs> 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 has It's has okay. But what I'm trying, what I'm saying is. I feel that these in these times, these are some of the most important words that Martin Luther King actually said and yeah. wrote and that that I see, I see a mm-hmm. lot of liberals who are like, well, and they will pro- <laughs> oh my God, they will become their own prophets. To to assuage their own egos because it's very ego driven, mm-hmm. but it's intellectual ego driven. Yeah, and it's like it's like well, if we just are a tolerant society, everything will be okay. No, it won't. Okay, <laughs> yeah. because where is the justice in yeah. tolerance? Yeah, 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 exactly. And all you have to do
1: is like yeah, like just look at our criminal justice system in our tolerant society and tell me that it's
2: not racist. It's racist as fuck. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's bullshit. But of course, like that quote about white moderates failing is not what's on the Pinterest shareable that no. everybody puts on Facebook.
2: No. Oh, but it's being shared now. <laughs> I've, been saying, I gotta see it. I've been seeing it a lot more lately, more so than I've ever seen it before. Because white liberals will always want to come and shove MLK in our face whenever we get yep. too out yep. of pocket for them. Yeah. And this is the thing. They don't, and, 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 Like, again, Canada, this is white moderates everywhere, but Canada is basically a white moderate country. Mm -hmm, And so um, what you get is you get a lot of people shoving their misunderstood um, high school-esque version remix of MLK to you, which in itself is paternalistic. Exactly it. The yeah. white savior complex that we always talk about. Yeah. Like look how real. The man, this man with no dictionary, no thesaurus, no nothing. Just these are the thoughts that are in his head. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he had the the wherewithal under the stress of being incarcerated and probably yeah. treated like shit, only God knows how that how how extensive that was, could sit down and write something so composed. Yeah is Mm -hmm. is amazing to me and the fact that um white people want to remember him as you know one love it really i'm just like you're exactly proving his point
1: yeah yeah i feel like if you're ready this is a good time to talk about your own experience of the last like two weeks because there i guarantee there are people listening right now white people who are like (laughs) Uh, yeah, you can say all that about Canada, but Canada doesn't have the race issues that the U.S. has because we we don't have an alt-right march. Like, that's this didn't happen here. And I think, like, it would be great <laughs> to just, like, offer a wake-up call that, yes, it fucking does. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll start.
0: Um, uh, a girl I went to high school with, Elam, shout-out Elam. Hi. Uh, she was posting on her Instagram um, how, how – the sh- week, the events of Charlottesville have affected her, and so I'm just going to read what she wrote. Wait, wait,
2: before you say that, all right, Her race is um. Material. Oh, she, sorry. Like, w- is she of oh, sh- color? Yeah, or- she. Sorry, okay. she's Chinese. or okay. Asian. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, so she says, "This week has been especially dark for me, feeling hot tears at memories of race racism experience as a child in well-meaning, na- all-white neighborhoods." To my own passive acceptance of racism, I encounter now as an adult. Then she has a series of quotes. No, where are you really from? Mm. Your English is so good for an Asian. Ooh, Chinese, Japanese, what's the difference? Same, same. Her math must be good. She's Chinese. Oh, no, I don't mean you. You're different from other Chinese people I'm talking about. Mm. Then she says... But this week has also taught me changes here. I see it online, on magazine covers, in the news, and importantly, I hear it in the voices around me. I have heard and felt the pain in conversations with women recognizing their privilege, feeling confused about what to do, but choosing to sit with the discomfort instead of moving forward silently. My heart is still breaking, but I am hopeful, and the hope is is in the hands that I have reached to acknowledge this shit is fucked up, but we're going to get through it together. This is an ugly beast's last stand. Have hope. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Okay. So, um, so I got accosted by Racist online. And you may have seen it on our Facebook. Yes, mm-hmm. you may have. So, okay. So the last time I got. Uh, accosted by some man online, it was some white liberal who was telling me that racism doesn't really occur in Canada. And um, I said on the podcast, I said, um, "Oh, it was Ottawa sketch comedy, right? It was yeah, their, it was their page." And so I was just like, "Okay, well, the next time this happens, fuck you. I'm I'm just tired of this shit now, right? Yeah. And the next time this happens, I'm calling you out." Yeah. Okay. Okay. I said this. So it happened next time, and, um, basically, a, a Facebook friend of mine posted something about the closing of a local live venue, Zayfods. Zayfods. And you know, I I'm not. I it's never, not Erica's thing. It's it's just, like, I never had fun at Zaphon's. Well, it was, uh, like, a I punk had a great bar. time at Yeah, Zaypod. I also had a great time <laughs> <laughs> I've but
1: been it was kicked like, out of
0: Zaphon's. It's, like, so super fun. divey. The floor was
1: carpeted. Yeah, it was like, and it was, like, a like a punk bar. Yeah. Like, I saw a, I saw a lot of
2: good punk shows there. Yeah. But,
1: it, like, we're talking about a bar. We're talking about a bar. That's what's happening
2: here. Yeah. So, I said, so glad they got rid of Zaphon. This write-up is too kind for that place. Can't wait to see... It finished, meaning like Zayfodz is going to be replaced by another venue. That's you know that the person on my Facebook page who posted this post um, is working with her or to Mm -hmm. renovate. So I said, can't wait to see it finished. So can't wait to see that venue finished, right? Yeah. Yeah. So some asshole who I've never met before. Yeah. I don't know him from a hole in the wall. We've never <laughs> crossed paths. Um, you know, I just assumed that I would probably walk on the other side of the street if I saw him. Um, because he looks kind of ratchet. And so I was just like, okay. Some, his name is Ron Siegel. S as in Sam, E-I, G as in girl, E-L. He owns a web services company called webwaves.ca. That's W-E-B as in boy, W-A-V as in Victor, E-S as in Sam.ca. Okay. So this guy says... Spoken like someone that's obviously new to Ottawa and has no clue of the significance of Zaphods to the city and the live music scene in general. Like, it's a bar. I said, no, it's spoken by someone with taste. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, why am I here? And he said, I'm pretty sure the new place is going to be a snowflake-free zone as well. You you won't fit in. So snowflake
1: is alt-right code for... Like, I don't know. What do they even mean by delicate?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sensitive. You're all unique snowflakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, we are. But
0: Okay. Uh, So now,
2: now by, by his use of the language snowflake, I know, uh, like, I'm like, I know who
0: you are. He's an an alt writer. Yeah. yeah.
2: I said, I'm sure typing such harsh words from your mother's basement (laughs) is making you feel like a man now, but I'm allowed to have an opinion that's not yours. Yeah. He said, wow, and a raging cunt as well. Well done. I'm like, eh. That's... You started this. I'm like, bitch. I'm like. Well, and again, it's like we're talking about a bar. Like, yeah, who this... gets this fired up? So I said, about uh, a bar? So because I co host the Bad and Bitchy podcast, <laughs> I said, ah, and there it is the sexism yeah i said happy to know i wasn't wrong about you because remember i had already thought that this was coming down Mm -hmm. the pipe Mm -hmm. and i'm like what and then so now that he's called me a cunt i'm like wait for it because the next word is like bitch or so or or, or something i'm like okay so he says i said happy to know i wasn't wrong about you how's your dose of misogyny today he says no not sexism just reality have a nice day bitch and i'm like there it is yeah and so and then i'm like hashtag misogyny on fleek
0: <laughs> is on fleek still a thing
2: uh probably not <laughs> um, just
0: general no
2: question. but I, d- I don't have anything to replace it with yet so <laughs> yeah well 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 i by the way i've been asking myself that too so a couple minutes later because i'm doing something else i get this Facebook message, like private message. Split up in your DMs. Yeah. He said, why don't you go fuck yourself, you useless nigger cunt. <laughs> like- so I'm just like, all right, this is it. So I like, I went into like, she put him on blast. I did. Mm-hmm. I put mm-hmm. him on blast on my page, on the bad and bitchy page, on my Instagram, on my LinkedIn. And then I tagged him in LinkedIn and i said this is what he he sent me yeah. and Good then i'm like and then i'm like um, i said if you or your business does any work with this man we know what your brand is yeah. and it's one of racism sexism and misogyny and then i posted it in every facebook group yeah. And apparently, okay, shout out to all of those who responded. Yeah. I just want to say yeah, there that. there was a, a huge really, response. Huge there response. was an enormous response. And I just want to say you guys are the silver lining to this whole story. And this is what, like, you know how, like, we just talked about doing the work. Yeah. And this is, like, the littlest way. Yeah. Like, it's it's it was just, like, you guys made my day. And I want to send a special shout out to Alex Edwards because he like the standing he did. I was just like, I don't even know what to say. I really like, I, it brought me to tears. So thank you, Alex. (laughs) Um, There are key other people who I'm not, I know I can shout out Alex, but I'm not sure if I can shout out the others. So um, you guys know who you are. Thank you for all the messages. And, so what they did is basically it's not only the response, but a lot of people reposted it on their walls. Yeah. And they basically said, "If you're friends with this guy, unfriend me." Yeah. Or by the way, this guy who's who's mutual friends, who I like who I have mutual friends with, we're calling you out. Yeah. And that is exactly what we were talking about just minutes ago. Yeah. About white people who took this went out and talked to their people Mm -hmm. and said, this is not acceptable. You need to check yourself if you don't even think that a response is needed. Yeah. So I want to say shout out to all those people. And it's especially important that it was majority white people. Yeah. Um, um, and I want to say thank you. Yeah. So that's my piece.
0: People, I think, undervalue um, the company they keep.
2: Yeah. And yeah. And how
0: that reflects upon them. Yes.
2: In the
1: effect of, like, like, I don't want to say shaming, but, like, calling out or calling in bad behavior of the people that you know yeah you know and like that he had to shut like because by the time I went to go and look at his account and like I was going to send him a message mm-hmm. uh his account was closed like I couldn't mm-hmm. find it and I just searched him again and it does exist again but it's just like his like his logo his mm. web web wave or whatever logo Mm. And he has a really close profile
2: because <laughs> I wanted to.
1: <laughs> I know. Guy. So, uh, like, but...
2: apparently people called him too. Well, and, and I. called I... Web Waves and they were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And he's trying to say now that it was just a joke and that we know each other. And that oh we're just friends <laughs> offline and I'm like really you call your friends knicker cunt I'm just yeah, like yeah a good joke. joke and anybody who knows me knows that that's bullshit Although <laughs> like, it yeah. clearly shows that it's the first message yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly so oh, I'm just oh like God. so again I just wanted to say thank you
1: well I hope he learned a lesson that's that's not okay but again that's like that's Canada. That's Canada in 2017.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. This is right here in Ottawa. Today
1: I just saw on Facebook a friend of mine, and I haven't talked to her about this, so I'm not going to name her, but she took a picture of a car today that has a picture of the Confederate flag and the American flag on it that's called the Civil War Heritage Foundation, Inc. And, like, like I guess they reenact the Civil War, but it's like, why? Why? And it's like confederate too like why do we give a fuck about the civil War? why do why can't we take down a statue of robert e lee the man who fought to keep slavery
2: like i think that's okay why can't Oof. we put up statues of the damn slaves yeah yep or monuments to yeah. them like let's put up a harriet tubman monument the, sure. where is that yeah where is that monument i don't i don't see sojourner truth yeah. any you know mm-hmm. except in a museum
0: <laughs> yeah and this yeah. is
2: my point listen i am not I am no purist, okay? I will say this till the day I die. I am no purist. However, I understand that history and monuments were built by the victors, but we know better now. So yeah, exactly. we should do better. Exactly. And that's the thing. That's in in the time it was erected, that was a different time. Mm-hmm. But now we know better and they can still exist in a museum
1: yeah their stories will be written in the history books
2: yeah and their statues can still exist in whatever county polk county virginia whatever museum they want to put it in but to have people of color who in a public space who were who are consistently reminded that they're oppressed by robert e lee and
1: to we wear their monument ra- that man and we
2: monument so we're celebrating him yeah because don't make no mistake Those monuments are not up there to to remind us of sorrow and pain that we inflicted.
1: Yeah, like I'm sure the plaque doesn't say like, fuck racism. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) Those monuments are put up there to celebrate. Uh, I don't even know why they're celebrating loss. Like, I don't get it.
0: A lot of the the civil rights monuments, civil rights, civil war monuments um, were erected during the civil rights movement. Yeah. In and around there. So it's just going back and showing that even then, white people were being super fragile instead of just like, you know, living with it. They were like, you know what we should do? We're going to put up a daily reminder. Say, fuck you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As a How reminder way- to know that where, where you came pl- from, where yeah. your right place is.
2: Yeah. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Oh, I just got excited. Sorry. I, <laughs> because I'm like, exactly. this. These monuments are there not to celebrate Southern pride. These monuments are there so that it can remind those subjugated where their place is. Yeah. And yep. don't you fucking forget it. And don't you. It's the uppity Negro thing. Yeah. It is how dare you think that you can rise above your station. And yeah. your station is below us white people and that's the material point is that we set up these socioeconomic um, um, ladders of value and then when the people who are at the bottom get picked off the most we don't want to believe it yeah. That's just the animal kingdom.
1: Well, and to me it's like fuck your southern pride anyway. That's stupid. Like that you're talking about a, a like the like literally built on the backs of slaves that you took from a homeland and brought here and raped and pillaged and enslaved for for decades. Like That's right. And then you were like southern pride southern food it's like yeah from a black woman's kitchen who was enslaved there by her white master and she had to make dinner for their family every night. Yeah. Like, fuck that pride. Yeah. Yeah. Or recognize who who you should be proud of in the South because it was black people that built the South. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: so great. And this is you're just providing the segues today. <laughs> yes. Woo woo. Well, you're like a well do you well oiled machine, man. It's She's like rested. How, it's like yeah. I read the document.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am rested. I'm rested as
2: fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I be- like, <laughs> so Thomas Jefferson is a is is a good example of exactly what you were saying because, and white liberals do this all the time. They want to present Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings as like some like some sort of like exception, exceptional love story. It's like she was a slave. Yeah. He raped her. He raped her. She could not consent. Yeah. And therefore it's rape. Yeah. 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 How could she consent in that power structure? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you going to just live with the man who rapes you and at least houses you? Or are you going to run away and get torn apart by dogs? Yeah, exactly. I guess I'll
2: live with the man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because at least I'm getting fed. Yeah. 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 Because that's the other thing. Somewhere to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, and so... I I find it I find it I find this laughable sometimes because I'm like they weren't a love story, Mm -hmm. so fuck you. Mm -hmm. So this revisionist history happens, like basically everywhere. Yeah, I'm just saying, not one side is better than the other. Yeah, they're all it's just different. The way they go about the racism is different. The way they go about the um, you know, the way the it's just different. It's not better. It's not worse. So I'm just tired. I would. I don't want to hear white liberals like pat themselves on the back for not liking Trump. What have you done lately? Yeah, yep.
0: yeah, yeah. And I think that's a that's a good. good well, se- I
2: know my followers did something lately. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good segue. So I want to challenge our listeners, particularly if you're white, to. Get a little uncomfortable and try to call out this these racist actions that you see and hear. Um with yeah. your, you don't have to be rude. You have
2: to be an asshole,
0: and you don't yeah. have
2: to. You don't have to. If you're like, because sometimes what happens is you hear something and you're like, "Did I?" Yeah, mm. sometimes
0: things catch you off guard and you just like can't react in time. You can't that react in to me time. all the time.
2: We get that. It's fine. Okay, like it happens to me even. Like I'm just like, did I? And I'm just like, I mean, you have to go through this process in your head. But you know when you hear something, like, you know when something's just wrong. Yeah. And, like, let's start with just the obvious ones, and then we'll work our way up. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well,
1: uh, it's kind of like the, so the interaction that we we three had on my Facebook this week with a guy that I go to church with, and he, like, posted this, like, oh, everybody at my work loves each other, like, black, white, Latino, Asian, whatever, and then... So as a white person to another white person, I was like, I don't believe you. I love to believe you, but I don't. Uh, So here is some reading that you can do about racism. Yeah,
0: and you weren't saying they don't get along, which is different.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like, but why don't you just like, why don't you just educate yourself a little bit on what like covert racism looks like and then you can kind of learn. So he didn't take it as a learning moment. He got offended, even though nobody was rude at all um but it was like one of those things where it's just like yeah get a little uncomfortable
2: like yo i had to did this week oh yeah i did what did you do uh somebody called me out oh for um i think it was body some body Body shaming shaming. yeah Mm. that's a hard one for me it's a hard one yeah um i and i was like i was i was like so the person is somebody that i really respect shout out to you you know who you are. <laughs> um, and she's like, basically, you know, I'm like, style, da 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 And she said, no, what if a man said this? And I'm like, well, I'm not the same as, like. A man saying it. A man saying it. And she's like, yes, you are, because you have a position of influence. Mm. And I went, pow. And I was like, mm. huh. I'm like, she made me chat. All of a sudden, I was like, oh. So on one hand, I was like, ooh, I kind of built privilege. And then I was like, so then I was patting myself on. And then, and then on the other hand, I was like, you know, she has a point. Like, she really does. So I took down the post. Nice. And I was like, and I messaged her, and I'm like, you come, I'm not saying that I, like, I just thought that that she made a good point. Yeah. And I, she checked me. Yeah, and, and she I, was respectful. And she checked she, she didn't checked call you me. a cunt. No.
1: <laughs> Take down this body-shaming post, you cunt. cunt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. That's not the way to do it, people. But she said, girl, you know I love you, but I am not going to agree with you on this one. Yeah. And I was like, that's fair. Totally fair. And you know what? I took it down. And so the idea is, like, she challenged me. Yeah. And if me, if all of us, and we have this platform, Yeah, we are, like, I'm not opposed to... Being like, you know, kind of shown the light, and be like, because of this, yeah. And then I'm like, I will actually think about something and be like, hmm, you have a point, yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes it might take me a day, yeah. You know, and I'll come back the next day or the next couple of days and be like, remember when blah 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 blah? Because I actually think about these things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so. There's nothing wrong with that. No, and so there is a way to do it. And the way the people are like, well, identity politics is killing the left. No, the left not having any standards is killing them. The left letting anybody into their yard, all these stray dogs shitting on their nice flowers. Like, come <laughs> on. I mean, gosh, like you can't. You kind of have to have a fence for a reason. You yeah. know, and and
1: we can have these conversations exactly, it's, it's, and yeah, it it goes exactly back to those identity politics conversations. That exactly, like, it's okay to be uncomfortable, especially when you're. It's okay to not know. Yeah, that's yeah, and it's okay to not know too. Yeah, like you can make an honest mistake. We all grew up in the same society that is body shaming and misogynistic and racist, and like you can't like you're watching Sunday morning cartoons when you're five, and you're getting these messages put into your head. You, like it's okay
2: if you don't have people around you in general in life who are if you don't have people who are not afraid to call you out when you fuck up yeah you like i think what it was i think what her approach was was equal parts girl you know i love you Mm -hmm. yeah and once she opened with that i was like okay and and then she's like but bam you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and it was equal parts. Girl, you know I'm coming at you in a in a positive way. Yeah. You know? And um but this is what I th- this is what I think you're missing. This is what I think mm-hmm. you did wrong. This is what you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And yeah. yes, it's gonna take some delicacy and some delivery, but sorry, you might have to communicate. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well and I, I don't think we're saying that you have to sugarcoat it either. No, you know, like no. we're not like like wait. Sorry, what you said was racist. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah you can yeah. you can be like yeah, like I love you. I love hanging out with you, but the joke you just made was pretty offside. Yeah, you and know? it
2: doesn't mean. And because you made this joke, doesn't make you a card-carrying racist. Exactly. Either. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what people of color are very are really, really are way more forgiving. I was talking to this with with a black comic the other day. I I said. I feel like people of color are way more forgiving these kind of slip ups and stuff like that than white people yes. are with each other. Yes, mm-hmm. And so and so you're kind of like, have you been on Twitter? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just like, thanks, Sally. I appreciate. But. Really, no, just yeah. let this one slide because you have to let some shit slide. well,
1: yeah. And I think you can understand like, is something coming from a place of malice, such as getting a private message that says mm, n word cunt? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, that was some pretty aggressive over yeah. racism, yeah. That was obviously motivated by malice, yeah. but like, you know, is a comment about body shaming when you grew up in a society that body shames <laughs> is and that still. a comment about motivated by malice? No, is it? Is it okay? No, no,
2: but. You know like it's okay to be in the middle you know and i think that like grow. i exactly because you don't grow if you don't get uncomfortable yep. if you're not challenged yeah why do we feel like why do we feel why do we feel like we could just go on this placid linear life yeah without any issues yeah. as long as we don't rock the boat yeah the boat will be rocked for you there's yeah. no if ands or buts about it yeah like that's life yeah so i think that what people need to do first and foremost is a start having those conversations, and b, listen when a person of color comes in and tells you, "Look, um, what you like, your what you're saying is wrong because x, y, and z." You, your job is not to get defensive and say, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. Cause I'm, you not, look, racist. I'm yeah. not racist. I'm not racist because you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And that's when we get upset. Yeah. It's not the original infraction. Yeah. It is your denial and you, because I know. Your commitment you, to your being right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. really you're wrong and strong as they call it. Yeah. And, you know it just makes you look like an idiot and it kind of does make you look like a racist it's mm-hmm. not it's not the original infraction it's the it's the cover up it's the, not the crime yeah it's being you the know? openness it's the yeah. it's the it's the response it's always the response
1: and if you respect the experiences the lived experiences of the people that are telling you that you've done wrong mm-hmm. then it's it shouldn't be that uncomfortable you're just like oh shit sorry yeah yeah listen you know?
2: i've seen I remember seeing somebody and I, it's like there's nothing like somebody who holds that who 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 like reacts to that with some grace. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And so I think really what we need to start doing is <sighs> white people need to start listening mm-hmm. first. Mm -hmm. and just like men have to listen yeah right if you're an
0: ally in general just listen
2: just listen first and if you're like okay what am i not getting because this is what i don't get that's okay because that's a conversation
1: yeah exactly but
2: if you're like no that doesn't happen then i start then you get me on the other side yeah and then i start then I, then I think you're a fucking idiot. Well, then you get snarky. Yeah. And then I get snarky. Exactly. And then
1: she'll accuse you of living in your mom's space.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there.
0: Um, all right. So let's move on to our final thing. Um, going back to the feminism for this week in feminism, we're going to talk about um, an interview that came out actually a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, beginning of August with the leader of the Canadian Conservative Party, Andrew Scheer. Um, it was done by Chatelaine. And we actually had reached out to the reporter who did this piece. She's done a, a couple other pieces related to the liberals and the conservatives. Um, but she was not permitted to come join us um, by our employer, mm. which we totally respect. i a little disappointed, but, you know, that's how it is. Um, yep. And the, the headline, It's there's a video and then the interview kind of written out. It's called A Beer with Andrew Shear, which is a real bad rhyme. <laughs> uh, conservative leader, popcorn addict, feminist? And we have a lot of feelings.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone should watch. We'll post the clip. Maybe we can even. I don't know, put some of the interview into this. I'm
0: curious to know what you think needs to happen to get more women into politics and what you specifically are going to do.
3: I think outreach is huge. I think there are a lot of unintentional barriers to entry for for women in, in politics, especially women who are balancing families with careers, a lot of things can be intimidating, the the amount of after work hours that are required to sell memberships to vote and and get involved. That may have an impact in a different way, depending on if you're male or female. The Conservative Party, we believe very strongly that that everything is arrived at on merit and that that, uh, people are qualified for the positions that they have. But I think what the party can do is to show women to say, look, here's a path here's the support you'll get as as an institution that will do everything we can to to make it compatible to make it fit i want to have meaningful a, a meaningful outreach program that gets strong uh, conservative minded women who have a track record of success to bring all their talents and excitement to the party.
0: So are you feminist? Uh, absolutely. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah, What do you mean by that? I think
3: the core of that is that to recognize the fundamental equality of, between men and women and nothing that should be closed to women by virtue of the fact that they are women and that there has to be this lens of public policy that that realizes that and my, my wife is the most upset when someone got to where they are not because they deserved it but just because uh, they ticked the box, the demographic box. The Conservative Party, we've had the first female Prime Minister. Ronna Ambrose was elected leader of our caucus, she never mentioned once in her speeches that she was a woman and we should vote for her because she's a woman. She was calm, confident, assertive, strong and we voted for her because of all those reasons. So I think women want to have that full partnership. Yeah
1: anyway yeah he like he's got the real like like down home white guy like thing going he's like drinking pilsner like the
0: champagne of the prairies yeah
1: like he just like (laughs) he really wants to be like joe canada you know like he really does
2: oh
1: cake!
0: that was a real
2: good canadian beer ad by the way (laughs) it really well, was it's it's i am canadian it was pretty just, epic i like i can't watch it right now because i would eye roll but you know in back in the day in it, was yeah. it was great it was great yeah. it was like yeah. the nine
1: oh two 90210 episode about rape it was like yes. a, that was a, in its yes. time <laughs> in its time yes there, there was a strong call out of misogyny. by the yeah. way
2: you know what i'm doing now i'm watching don't ask me I don't know why. <laughs> i'm watching i'm watching dynasty Oh Ooh, from season 1.
0: Wow. Yeah. Nice.
2: Yeah. Nice. And season 1, I'm just like how did this fall into the ratings toilet? Season 1 you had marital rape? Oh, you wow. had like the, like a homosexuals like love story. Wow. I like That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was like the 80s they but, were like
2: but, Whoa. <laughs> but like in 81, you what? had like you had like like Islamic terrorism in there and I'm just like how did this fucking fail wow well and then and then alexis carrington came on because i'm not i'm in the beginning of season two where she just comes on the show and i'm like i'm here for this okay (laughs) i'm so excited about my dynasty nights now (laughs) i'm becoming like bailey
1: yeah well hey don't knock it till you try i'm telling
2: you bailey's on watch
0: 4000 of the wire
2: (laughs) yeah i saw saw your instagram (laughs) story
1: you guys I really love The Wire. I know. It it had a lot of great themes in it too like masculinity and like homophobia. Anyways, back show. to Andrew Shear I mean, yeah. and this Andy beer. Sheer. I bet Andrew Shear has never watched The Wire.
0: No, he watches um the the zombie show Little House show. on the Prairie oh, yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like The Walking like... Dead.
1: That's right. And he liked he liked Breaking Bad, which is like the dumb man's The Wire. Yeah. Oh, you guys are going to at me so hard. I that know. One. I'm, I'm I, I liked. I liked Breaking that. I'm just. I, I, I'm I haven't watched now. either of them. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he, they, they, they've. Did they only have one pint? Yeah. In the video, they only had the one pint. Yes. Yeah, Sarah like,
0: actually tweeted that she only had the one beer. Come on Sarah. I know, I would have had to, like, been throwing those back real I'm hard like, to get I hope through she,
2: this. I hope she pre-drag.
1: Yeah. I'd also like to say that Andrew Shear strikes me as, like, a, a mayonnaise is too spicy, man. He looks like oh, the yeah. type. He looks like <laughs> yeah. the type.
2: I'm he looks like, honestly, he looks like egg white seasoning.
1: <laughs> He's also a self-proclaimed nice guy. Which is fine. He looks like a nice guy. He's Yeah, the nice the nice guy, vanilla, boring,
2: yeah. bland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he looks like the okay. You know what he reminds? He reminds me. We've well, already
0: been through this many times.
2: <laughs> there's like okay, there's Mister Potato Head, and yeah, yeah I yeah. get it. Yeah. But he almost has a sinister underbelly that's masked by a dimply face. That's why they mm-hmm. call him Stephen Harper with a smile. Yeah. He. I'm pretty sure that, you know, He's he a, would eat babies, you know, in the dark kind of thing. Like, you know, like he seems a bit much. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. 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 That was a great face, by we're, the way. We're happy. I was
1: just like. We're happy you made it out safely, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. um. He just, anyway.
0: Yeah. Just, so the interview, they talk about um, how he is committed to getting more women into politics. And How's he going to do that?
1: He's a feminist, just um, like so, Trudeau.
0: So he wants to um, um, bring a lot of conservative-minded women who have a track record of success to the party.
2: Oh, so only white women. Yeah. So basically lean in feminism? Okay. So
0: probably college degree, good stable job, middle class. You know, your mm-hmm. normal folk. Uh,
1: Queen, Are they normal queen, folk? Queens of the prairie. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Are normal folk like university educated and can afford to only live on one salary and income split? Well, I guess the pet depend,
0: income splitting is gone.
2: I <laughs> know, but they'll bring it back. Trust me. If Sheer were elected or, you know, when yeah. he runs, that shit's coming back. Oh, sure.
1: Yeah. sure. <laughs> he <laughs> okay. also wants to address the intimidating, I'm using air quotes, um, nature of politics for women which is that you know like after after threats well yeah (laughs) working
0: working after hours so heaven forbid those long
1: hours and you have to work hard yeah and he said it's intimidating because also you have children and it was like that's not really intimidating that's a, a true barrier like i'm not intimidated by the fact that if i have children i need somewhere to put them after hours what if
2: you don't have children
1: Right. Well, then I'd, I guess you're not intimidated by politics. Because he didn't mention rape threats.
2: Then you're not successful.
1: Right. <laughs> you probably don't have a proven track of success. No, no. Success.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: if you don't... Um, but,
0: this uh, this entire... Listen. But he also I, considers him a fem- himself a feminist. Yeah, yeah. Fancies himself
1: a feminist. That's, that's what nice guys do these days. But when you actually get down to it, when you're like, so tell me your feminist values he is all about the conservative feminist he's about the fundamental equality between men and women well and no one gets more upset than his wife when someone gets a job just because they tick a box not because they have success not because they've earned it yeah but she's also
2: a feminist okay this this brings up a good point why is it that okay this this was a this was a dumpster fire of an interview. I'm so I can't even I can't even Erica
1: made us watch the interview. I made them watch
2: the interview because I'm like, you don't you don't okay, first of all, it's hokey as fuck. Okay? Well I can't take it seriously. Like, and it,
1: they've heard, like, first they, of all, they call
0: beer Brewski's. Yeah. Which is like mm.
1: They started strong on the animation train. Like they did a lot of animations about popcorn, but as the interview went on, it's like they sort of forgot. <laughs> now they did upload version four, so it's possible we didn't actually get the final render. I mean, they couldn't even <laughs> name the file properly.
2: Like, so, it's like it's like we don't want to be on your Windows tree. Thank like, you. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> you I don't know. I, mean? I don't know if maybe we're
2: missing out on some of the Explorer
1: <laughs> They did animate a Venn diagram for those of us. Us women who don't know what a venn diagram okay like.
2: thank you okay th- you you in the segues man you know i think i think we're vibing this is the whole <laughs> this is what happens when you vibe okay so this is what fashion magazines do and it is annoying okay i would go with lifestyle but sure okay yes lifestyle you're right lifestyle so lifestyle sections um do not take lifestyle sections mostly female Do Mm -hmm. not take them seriously. This Chatelaine interview was an insult to women. It was an insult to women who use their brains to think every day Mm -hmm. because it was hokey. It was pablum. It was, in terms of the questions, when a man tells you he's a feminist, your next question should be, why do you think that? Yeah, and then challenge him when he
0: says... Oh, uh, I it's conservative solutions that provide prosperity for women who want to advance in the workplace. Really? How's that? Well, exactly. But instead, this, see,
2: we're 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 doing the damn interview right now, inst- and it it would have yeah. turned out like they. Oh
1: God. Instead, <laughs> instead, she asks him about like, what do you? Why are you a good person? What do you like to do like with your time? And he's like, these are harder questions. What happened to policy questions? And she was like, we're done with policy questions, and it was like. Okay, well, but I do
0: care. No, no, but I was like, like, no, 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 we're
2: we're not done with policy questions.
0: I don't care about my politicians being folksy or whatever. I want to know what the policies are that you stand for and how they affect me. Yeah. That's right. But But, the problem is mm -hmm.
2: is that... You go, girl.
0: (laughs) This, other, you know, lifestyle magazines or websites... Therefore, what Lainey Gossip calls the minivan majority.
2: I love Lainey Gossip, by the way. Thank you for getting me on that shit, okay? Yeah, I, I love am here for it.
1: I like that minivan majority.
2: That's yeah, minivan you know, this majority. This is for
1: people who
0: just want something to leaf through when they're in the doctor's office and they're like, just like, oh, you know what, well, then, yeah.
2: then you just be that. Okay. Yeah. Don't have. Don't the try next, to be woke. Don't yeah. try to be woke. The next day they have something about racism in Canada and and white supremacy in Canada, and I was just like, but you it's can't next be to everything to everyone. Exactly, yeah. but it's next to like how to pick your 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 like next favorite fall lipstick. lip color. Yeah. yeah, and even that, like I even want some intellect in that shit. You yeah. know why? Yeah, I'm like really. Let me like for example you can choose from matte glossy creamy da 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 these are the pros and cons of each yeah they're all
0: natural these, these ones, ones are, are not, not.
2: Yeah. why don't we have that kind of shit in fashion magazines well and you can marry that you know what your next your next like story could be after that eco-friendly makeup and the rise of eco-friendly makeup yeah. this is how you do this shit now and the fact Sorry, girl. I know. I just, I just, I just go on. Uh,
1: Well, I was just going to say, I I think they're trying to, everyone's trying to replicate the Teen Vogue model, right? Which is like great. But they,
0: they know that people who read magazines aren't interested in politics.
1: Yes. But I'd love to see the back end of Chatelaine. Like, let's see the click throughs. Like, are they clicking through on how to be, a dad who addresses racism with his baby daughter in the Trump era, or are they clicking through on how to hard boil your eggs properly? Because the minivan majority is not clicking through on those woke articles. And sooner or later, Chatelaine and the others that are trying to replicate this teen Vogue model are going to have to just come to terms with the fact that you can't. They're too
2: white to be woke. Uh,
1: Yeah. As an
0: aside on the hard-boiled egg thing, I follow on Instagram the beauty director of Elle magazine, Mm. who is eddie wong's girlfriend
2: i'm 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 wait wait what's the account julie underscore shot s-c-h-o-t-t okay i am adding right now um
0: she <laughs> has been trying to learn how to boil an egg and she can't do
1: it and it's what? so funny because it's not that hard it's so like funny. i could teach you how to boil an egg <laughs> i'm gonna teach you right now you put the cold eggs in in the water you bring it to a boil you boil it for 10 minutes salt or no salt no salt there's no need to put it's got a shell it's in a shell
0: (laughs) i don't eat boiled eggs
1: no salt it's in a shell
2: great (laughs) i can poach an egg can't boil one yeah you're good at poaching eggs that is so random like you you can poach but you can't boil like
1: learned it from my boyfriend
2: Oh, mm-hmm. oh! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I make um, a lot of avocado toast. Oh. <laughs> millennials have ruined avocados.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, back anyway. to Andrew Shear. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Okay, so, can
2: we can we just say that that Teen Vogue has a has a very important element that the others don't? Youth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> a black editor. Bingo!
2: Yeah. Yeah. they can't do it by themselves because they end up with trash like this. Yeah, I also, I also want to say so. That's my thing about fashion magazines. Canadian fashion magazines are particularly lost. So they, they should probably just cede the space. To be honest, yeah, they really should just do their their little minivan majority, you know. And that's their hustle. And I never knock a hustle. Mm-hmm. But that's their hustle. That's fine. Okay, just be that. But don't come into a social justice space when you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Are you a feminist? Well, yes, I am. (laughs) And I drink Pilsner. From the same party that criticized heavily the the gender parity cabinet, by the way. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, really? Oh, that's what he was referencing when he said that women... Apparently, apparently, there are all these bunch of women running around in politics saying, "Vote for me because I'm a woman." Yeah, which I never see.
1: And he, of course, announced a gender diverse—not gendered, parodied, but gender diverse—senior cabinet. They couldn't uh, find that many. So women. why
0: couldn't they just call it a a like cabinet cabinet? <laughs>
1: Well, and I'm sorry, if you're calling it gender diverse. A trans person, a non
0: binary person. Is it just men and women? Yeah. Is it just cis men and
2: women? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Then that's not gender diversity. diversity. That's just genders. Yeah, that's just. Two of them. Yes. Uh,
1: Yeah. The other thing is, he calls himself a feminist, but is, of course, pro life. And so, you know, I, I do think. That you can be pro-life for yourself, but you can't be a pro-life feminist and believe in pro-life
2: policy. Can a man be a pro-life feminist?
1: Uh I don't think so.
0: It, I think it depends on how they try to shake it, shake yeah. it down. Because, like, if he were his wife were to have said when they first started dating that she was pregnant and she was going to get an abortion, and he could say, "Well, I don't believe in that." But
2: but I believe in your right. I to believe to,
0: you you do what you want. But just know that I would
2: rather you not do that. Yeah, right, and have a conversation. Yeah, You mean, yeah. like communication.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's <Funny>. twice.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I okay. So I um I believe in the expansion of rights in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I see that Andrew Shear got caught in his little free speech thing. Mm. So that's interesting. Are we talking about the rebel?
0: No, no. Oh
2: not. right. Oh God, the pain on your face. <laughs> it's okay, just too much. Okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> let me just mention. <laughs> yeah. So, mention. so the, the our right wing news media. The rebel TV is no yeah. longer... Are ban- are they bankrupt? What happened? No.
1: Well, they just sort of fell apart. They, yeah. they
0: fired a lot of people and a lot yeah. of people left. They still exist.
2: Okay. So this is the other thing that conservatives do is they flirt with racism and sexism. And then when it doesn't work out for them, like when shit like Charlottesville goes down, mm-hmm. the backpedaling I've seen this week. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Andrew Shear and his backpedaling on refusing to fund universities yeah. for not allowing free speech. And people are like, well, look what's happening in Charlottesville. And he, do you know he had nothing to say? Like he had he had nothing to say. Yeah. Like his communications person had to be like, oh, no, we didn't mean them. And I'm just like, wow, you were caught flat footed on this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Because and I see a lot of that. A lot of these people, can we just, okay, this free speech so-called debate is a a debate amongst people who actually don't know what free speech is. Yeah. You can, Twitter can ban you for your speech because they're a private company. Just because they're big doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So free speech means that you are free from unlawful detention practices based on what you print or say or write. Right? yeah okay free speech has to do with the state not private companies so -hmm. if google wants to fire your ass because you don't reflect their values bye Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. that's what free speech is but see conservatives have turned free speech into something like universities now you can get into it gets a little gray area where universities are funded federally or whatever but at the same time universities don't have to entertain everything that they, yeah. you know, that they're, that they're, you know, presented with. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it's, it's funny to me that they didn't, as soon as Charlottesville broke, they didn't even see this coming, yeah. which tells me that he does not have the wherewithal to function, much less lead in an intersectional world because this country is changing. We're at what a quarter visible minority now? Like I think it's near twenty-five percent. It's growing. This man is not ready for prime time. He's not ready for the 2019 is it 2019 world he's gonna face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because right now we are talking about very layered And very nuanced subjects that affect people's day-to-day living affects people's lives and the fact that he cannot even properly really define feminism or how his party is going to further the goals of promoting women into male-dominated spaces the fact that he can't even see How the thread between his idea of free speech and Charlottesville means that he's really not ready to lead this country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Because if because what that means is that you won't understand, or you won't be able to relate to, or you can't communicate with neither a quarter like nearly a quarter of this country, Mm -hmm. and that is concentrated too in a younger demographic.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. So this is my, my, what I caught in that interview, especially, was when he says, I think there are, yes, I think there are unintentional barriers to, like, for, against women getting into certain areas and progressing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like, that's your definition of, so you don't believe in sexism? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because sexism, by its nature, is the deliberate erection of barriers so yeah. if you don't believe that even exists then yeah. you don't believe in gender discrimination yeah. and, and if you don't pro- yeah, and like if you don't intentional, right yeah. and if you don't believe that it's intentional you don't believe in discrimination and and like white people do this with race all the time well i didn't mean to i'm mm-hmm. like oh how nice for you yeah 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 but but with him that's one thing i noticed i noticed that he does not believe in sex that sexism is a thing
0: and then how can you be a feminist? Yeah. That-
2: Bam. So now going back to Sarah, who should have kind of put that together and cobbled it together and, you know, da da I know. I know. I see your eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are you expecting, Erica? Really? Oh, I mean, the whole interview, the she whole, was, yeah. it was
1: like she was half in the bag. <laughs> you know, was.
2: I mean, these are things, <laughs> these are things that I expect a publication, a woke publication to be able to discern and then challenge and push back. I saw zero pushback oh, no. in that interview. No it pushback. was the softest softball bullshit interview. It was a fluff piece. It was yeah, a fluff was piece. A fluff I understand piece. that. I get it. I get, I get the need for fluff pieces. Yeah. I get it. I'm not saying that that it shouldn't be. But don't start with your with your feminism talk if you can't really talk about feminism.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least stick with don't be like, "Oh, we're not going to talk about policy anymore." <laughs> yeah. Like, okay.
2: Um, bye. I was just yeah. <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Yeah. So, All I guess right. uh Some That's about that. it. Yeah. for uh this week in feminism and or race. Yep.
2: Um are we? Uh, so
0: we're gonna we're gonna cut it here, and then t- tune in next week for our rent and receipts, and our misogynists of the week. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy, on Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod, on Facebook we are Bad and Bitchy Podcast, and you can send us emails. Tell us to fuck right off. Yep. Um, we'll probably read those on the inter- on on air. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, (laughs) you can also tell us how much you love us because we also like those emails. Yeah. Uh, Our email address is badandbepod at gmail.com. All right. Anything else, guys? Nope.
2: Great. Bye.